Watching Nick call Devin Piggy in front of her family and friends was very uncomfortable. Agreed. But you know what's always comfortable? Cozy Earth bedsheets? Of course. There are no uncomfortable situations when you are between the sheets of Cozy Earth. I couldn't agree more. Maybe we should start watching 90 Day in Bed because this season has had some very uncomfortable moments. Let's do it. And right now, our friends can get comfy, cozy, and safe too. Yes, right now, save on the coziest Cozy Earth sheets with our exclusive offer just for you. Just use promo code MARRIED to save up to 40% site-wide. Yes, use promo code MARRIED at CozyEarth.com for up to 40% off site-wide. Save on sheets, pillows, blankets, even pajamas with promo code MARRIED. Okay. Now, back to the uncomfortableness of 90 Day Fiancé. Can we just stay in bed? Teresa. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife, and co-host, I feel like after this episode, she's going to change careers and become a llama technician. It's the one and only Teresa. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And potentially, I could see myself working with these majestic animals, llamas, alpacas, no goats. Uh-huh. No goats. I hate not, goats. No goat technician in your future? Definitely not. Goats are vicious. They, you, yeah, you don't seem to get along too well with them. No. Also, is that why you're wearing a bucket hat? I, to, to, <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish I wore a bucket hat when I had the goat incident when I was a child. <laughs> protection against those, those pesky goats. Guys, if you listen to the MAPS episode, you know, Teresa has joined me in Miami on business. Yes. And she looks like she means business. She is still wearing the bucket hat. We are now going on. I, I've lost count how long she has worn that bucket hat for. I spent $9 on it at the CVS. So, of course, I'm wearing the bucket hat. She's not taking it off. It is her thinking cap, I believe. I took it off and you said, why don't you put a bucket hat back on? It's a vibe. <laughs> you literally just said it when I took it off. You look like LL Cool J. You're wearing a black Adidas sweatshirt <laughs> and a black bucket hat holding a microphone. <laughs> Let me give you a beat and let's see what comes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't bring... Mama said, knock you out. I didn't bring a lot of stuff down to Miami. So there is a potential of me wearing the same outfit when we are recording the other way, guys. So if you want to see me, oh, Patreon. Boy. Oh, boy. But this Don't is the make- only sweatshirt I brought down here. Don't make promises you can't keep. Uh, I do like to keep a, a cooler room and... Oh, yeah. You... Like to dress like LL Cool J. So I don't. What's LL Cool Cool J? Ladies love Cool James. You don't know the rapper singer extraordinaire from the nineties, LL Cool J. No. Oh, you're missing out. What's his big song? Mama said, "Knock you out." What? Mama said, "Knock you out." Uh, singing. Mama said, "Knock you out." What? No? Nothing. No. I don't know how else I could say it to make you is understand. Is it? Is it the? Is it the big bots? Uh, I got big bots and I got a lot. Oh, I like You've been in Miami for too long. Is it the same song? No. Oh. It's how, no. Mama said knock you out. Doing it, doing it, doing it, and doing it well. I represent Queen. She was raised out of Brooklyn. No? No. Nothing? I'll play some for you later. All right. Anyways, here we are in Miami. 
no, no Gino and Jasmine sighting. No, of, not yet, at least. As of yet, keep your eyes peeled. But yeah, shout out to Llama Technicians. Shout out to Alpaca Technicians. I just love that title. I feel like it's almost, I feel like that lady gave herself that title. Sort of how you can give yourself, and, and no shame in anyone's game, but I know garbage men, they like to call themselves... Sanitation specialists. Uh, sanitation engineers or sanitation specialists. And, and you do you. But I think everyone, like if you, if you go to LinkedIn... Some people have just these super fancy titles. In the meantime, they just do regular jobs. Hey, just, hey, why not? Why not? I'm all for it. I'm all for why? it. You got you to gotta boost your resume where you can. And I think by any other name, she would be a zookeeper. But she goes llama tech and I appreciate that. Why not? I feel like I'm not a podcaster. I think I'm a reality TV breaking news anchor. <laughs> Breaking something. Right? Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also the social media president and queen. Can't forget that. Anyways, we're here to talk about episode 10 of season 10. We are going strong. Before we do, real quick, a little business. If you guys want to hear our thoughts on 90 Day the Other Way, the tell all is in full swing, you can hear our thoughts on Patreon and Supercast. Patreon.com slash Reality, MarriedToReality.Supercast.com. It's a good time. You not only get that bonus coverage, but you get ad-free episodes. The episodes don't have any of this business. It's just straight content. Also, on the Patreon, you get the chat feature, which has been super fun. Yes, we all can chat together. We can respond to each other, chat everyone together, respond to specific messages, it's a lot of fun. We keep you guys posted when we are delayed, whatever, whatever is happening. But you can also still send us a private message. Yeah. If you don't want to do the group chat. All is possible. I'm on it. Can't get her Respond off it. Respond on the Patreon, on the Instagram, all over, guys. So yes. chat with us. Speaking of the Instagram, we're on Instagram at Pod. You can message us over there. Also, we post memes. We share news, updates. It's all It's all good on the Patreon, so come on over. Oh, sorry, the Instagram. Instagram. Jonathan, Instagram. It's all good on the Instagram. But yeah, come on over to the Patreon. And the Instagram, at Married to Reality Pod. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's this hot. It's Jasmine in Miami. She just took the code right off. She stepped outside of Fort Lauderdale Airport or Miami Airport, wherever she landed, and... Just took the clothes off. She was right at home. Right at home. So Smash looks as hot as that. And last but not least, if you haven't left the review, please do. Tis the season to spread the joy, share the love. And we would love if you guys could leave us a review. If it's a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on this podcast right here. Absolutely. And I assume you do have one. You assume, right? Therese? Let's I got hear a, it. Let's got hear a, it. Got a nice review from our friend, Awesome Bruce. Hello, Awesome Bruce. Five stars. Titled, Love This Show. I love that. I first heard of Married to Reality from Reality Gaze. Shout out to our friends. Shout out Maddie and Poodle. I love Teresa's perspective since she's from Czech. Thank you. I loved the coverage about Match Me Abroad. Oh, that was so much fun. They need to bring it back. They really do. It made the show more fun. I also love the updates about past cast members. So entertaining. I like how they voice their opinions about cast members without being brutally mean, but very constructive. That's what we do. That's what we do, babies. <laughs> <laughs> Take the bucket hat off, Therese. I don't know what's happening. I was going to say bitches, but we were just 
told that we were being nice. Oh. So <laughs> That's right, the next thing came to mind were babies. That's right, babies. Um, <laughs> thank you. Awesome bruise. Awesome review. I think it's gone to Teresa's head. So <laughs> my bucket head. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. If you haven't left review, be like awesome bruise and leave an awesome re- brew. Awesome, yeah. Awesome also, re- I brew. wish we were drinking some awesome brews. Mm. Mm. All right. Mm. Shall we? <laughs> shall we move on? Sure. All right. Before we get into the meat of the episode, how about a little 90 day by the way? Uh, let's let's hear it if you had some time to research. I did a little bit and I got one that's very exciting. We posted about it on our Instagram, but I want to bring it to the pod. Maybe not everyone follows the Instagram. Maybe some people missed it. So it deserves a moment on the podcast. Let's right? hear it. The single life is coming back, babies. Wood, wood. <laughs> uh, Monday, January 1st, mark your calendar, set your alarm, call a friend, tell your mom. The single life is coming back to TV for season four. Nice. Not good, on, oh. I was just going to say goodbye dry January for me because uh, I'll need some bruise to get through it. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um, it's coming back with. Pillow Talk accompanying it, which I know people love. So The Single Life, January 1st at 8. Pillow Talk, January 1st at 10. So I don't know if it's going to be two-hour episodes or just the first. The premiere episode is two hours, but it looks like that's the case. I don't think it's going to be two hours moving forward. Well, we'll see. We'll see. No official cast has been released, but I... I have some thoughts. I have some guesses. I have some speculations. Well, I saw some speculations, but I don't know what's true and what's not. So nothing has been officially released. Yeah. But I thought it'd be fun if we did a little guessing game. All right. Do you have any thoughts or hopes or dreams of who you'd like to see on the single? I would love to see Natalie. Natalie. I Okay, that's one of my guesses because she's been on at least two of the seasons, I think. Yeah. And she's delivered. So I feel like she'll be back. I would love to see more of Nat. Who? Uh, Natalie. I oh, said Nat. Got it. Okay. I thought we've moved on to another okay. guess. Who okay. else would I want to see on this season? Hmm. Mm. Hmm. What do you think? Hmm. Huh. I, oh, I don't know. Okay. I just read an article about all the couples that broke up mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. this past year. Okay. Um, I'm putting Therese on the spot right You now. are. You maybe no, she was on season two, I think. Molly. Okay. And that's no. how she found Callie and it's no. like ah. mm. I I don't know. All right, here what about th- you? Here are my thoughts. Okay. And this is an educated guess. Mm-hmm. Bear with me. Debbie of Debbie and Usama. Ooh, I would love mm-hmm. to see Miss okay. Mrs. Deb. I think maybe Veronica will come back. Why? I thought she's dating Kim's son. Oh, no, that can't be real. You don't think so? They've no. been like traveling together. No, it's old news. I don't think that's real. Ooh. And okay. my other guess, Tyree. Ooh. Well, Veronica was on the single life before. Yeah. Yeah. And so was Natalie multiple times. I know. But Veronica, I love Veronica. She's too normal for the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's not a train wreck. Okay. You want to know why these are my guesses? Why? They were all at the 10th anniversary party for TLC. Ooh. And I feel like you're not getting an invite to that unless you're going to be on another iteration of the show. True. Not, they're not just going to invite you and celebrate you and take your photo and put your face out there if you're done with the franchise. And 
Tyree was there. He's not going to be back on another season of Happily Ever After 90 OG. Debbie's not going to be back on Happily Ever After 90 OG. So like single life is mm. where you would go. That's a good thought. I think I thought they invited Tyree because he couldn't come to the tell all because oh, he was sick. Throw him a bone. So yeah, I mean, he's a nice guy. He's been through a lot. He's been catfished big time. Yeah. But yeah. I hope he's not on the single life with TRC, the real Carmelo. Ooh, <laughs> he needs no. to find his real Carmela. No, yeah, he needs to find someone else, and yeah. please find someone whose name is not Carmela. Yeah. So there we go. Single Life is coming back with who? Only time will tell. All right. I hope they must release it soon because it's coming out soon. They got to start promoing it soon. Yeah, but guys, as John said, it's coming out right after the other way. So surprise, surprise, we're gonna cover it. On the Patreon and the Supercast. Yes. I think that's a nice replacement. Yes. I hope you guys are excited for that. I think it's literally going to be just going to get right there with a potential one week break between the holidays. We'll see. Maybe we'll see how it we'll times see. out. All right. So that's, by the way, number one. By the way, number two, Teresa, this one is for you and for Awesome Bruce, who likes the updates on past cast members. All right. It appears Statler and Dempsey are still together and going strong as happy as ever. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but recently, the other day, a photo was posted. A fan had spotted them in the wild and posted a photo of them online. They were together, Statler and Dempsey. Where? In London, in a convenience store. Oh, so she, she moved to London? So it appears so. The poster added that they were allegedly selling candy at a booth. Yeah. I don't have evidence of that, but I do see the photo. And it's just a normal photo of them together. This could be one of the odd jobs. I know they were talking about caravanning, traveling yeah. through Europe, taking up odd jobs. And so maybe they were selling candy at a store. Interesting. <laughs> but they are together, Teresa. Some yeah. people can stand Statler. I still I still think that Dempsey can do better, but maybe Statler is um, getting there. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? She's like a she's like a goat to me, but not the greatest of all time. Just the animal, no, all right. and I just don't like her. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's move on before Teresa really spirals out of control. All right. Shall we do it? The reason we're here: Sunday night, ninety day fiance, season ten, episode ten. Let's start with our faves, Gino and Jasmine. Yes. Yeah, so they're home. Gino is wearing this hip overshirt. Oh, Which, boy. I'm not sure where he bought it from. Oh, boy. I didn't even notice this, but I'm in my overshirt era. I've it, started to wear well, overshirts. No, I love overshirts, too. It, it looked like he bought it at a store that's like a wannabe Sedona. Uh, Sedona's that, a that store? vibe. Wait, is Sedona a store or the place? The place. Oh, okay. But it's almost like... If someone opened, a, someone went to Sedona, get inspired and opened a store like this in Michigan. Hmm. All right. Well, you do you, Gino. Here's what I feel like. I feel like Gino is like a cat. I feel like he's got nine lives <laughs> and he's been through like three of them already. Jasmine just keeps giving him chance after chance after chance. You think he's done. You think he's down. You think he's out. You think it was the lip gloss that broke the camel's back. And then no, everything's fine. Well, he just came back home because he was hanging out with Dana and we see a clip of him and Dana and Dana says, dude, why didn't you tell her about a bachelor party? It's, it's normal. And plus she's your s spouse to be. And Gina says, well, I, I would have, but I, she terrifies me. 
Who would have thought Dana <laughs> had a head on his shoulders? Yeah, he made Re- Gino realize it's not really the bachelor party that was so much the issue. It was the lie. Yeah. Just be honest. Just mm-hmm. communication. One of the three C's, be honest, and then you won't get the wrath of Jasmine for being dishonest or sure, misleading. but he's terrified of her. I know. Oh, she conditioned him to be this way for sure. Oh, yeah. If he said he was going to go to the strip club, she would have said, no, you're not. But at least he would have gotten points, I think, for being honest about it. Yeah. And so he's trying to explain to her that a bachelor party is a tradition. But for Jasmine, she wants to know what else is a tradition. Is it sleeping with a stripper? Is it touching the stripper? Are all these traditions? And let's not forget she has all the evidence, like the lip gloss, right? Mm -hmm. And all all the stuff she found in the house. And it really comes from a place of her constantly being paranoid. It's insecurity. Yes. She knows Gino's not out there banging strippers, I think. She knows it's fine that everyone goes to strip clubs. Like, I still don't buy or appreciate the defense that, well, in America, this is what we do. It's like a lot of places yeah. have strip clubs. A lot of people go for their bachelor parties. Jasmine went for her bachelorette party or did a, had a bachelorette party. Yeah, but I think um, the, the American way is the strip clubs. It's, all, it's like we all have bachelor and bachelorette parties in Europe, usually just guys getting together drinking, girls getting together drinking. Not many people go to a strip club for this. That's hmm. the American way. That's how it's been advertised in movies. Okay. Like you didn't go to a strip club. You were doing whatever you were doing on your bachelor party because that's what you like to do as far as I know. Yeah, I go to strip clubs every other week. I don't need to go on my bachelor party. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think all these movies and the way people talk about it in America really not spoiled it, but that's what you see. What it you be- it's cliche. It becomes cliche. It's not even fun to do. You just feel like you have to do it. Yeah. Like I've heard stories from some people when we lived in New York who went to bachelor parties in New York and all the guys were banging strippers in a hotel room, including the groom. Oh, that's Just not, said like one last thing. That's not a stripper then. I guess. That's a prostitute. Well, <laughs> Okay. Well, what I'm saying is that there are, like, I can see how Jasmine gets paranoid if she thinks of, like, all you need to do is watch one movie and you're like, oh, my gosh, is this what he's doing? Right. 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 In the end, though, Gino's like, well, I I love you very much. I would never cheat on you. I I want you to be happy. And Jasmine says, I love you, too, more than you think. Cue the waterworks. Cue the hugs. Again, all is well. Yeah. Gino's down to five more lives. She tells the camera, I said, well, we're good for now, but I'm keeping an eye on him all the time. <laughs> well, Gino feels like, all right, we, we fought a lot, so let me make it up to her and take her bowling. This is bowling, baby. Maybe that's why you said baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is bowling, baby. Gino is a 8.5. That's a shoe size. Yeah, that's small. This is a little small, right? Yeah, but uh, he's a small guy. Is he? Yeah. Look, I... He's, I'm going to guess, I think he's like five, seven, five, eight. Okay. I never looked at him and thought he was a small dude, but I think. He's a small dude for I sure. guess the average size shoe for a guy is nine. Is maybe. it? I don't, I don't even know. So it's just a touch below average. But anyways, I was 
kind of surprised. So he's getting his tiny shoes and he orders some food <laughs> and he's like, I'll take some fries, some pretzels, some beers, some nachos. Well, Jasmine, first thing she realizes is that it smells like farts. The shoes, the sweat, the farts. That's an accurate description of a bowling alley. Very true. And the second thing she realizes is that people go bowling as an excuse to eat all this uh, unhealthy food. Well, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true either, but I think you go to top golf, you go to mini golf, you go to bowling, you all, there are always foods like this. Yeah, because what's the alternative? You're not going to go bowling. You're not going to put your hand in some musty old, stanky old ball that's had a million other people's hands in it and then go cut up a filet mignon. Or eat a salad. Or eat a salad, right? It's like, no, I'm going to be in this dirty, smelly environment. I'm going to eat dirty, smelly food. It just goes hand in hand. You're not going to have, you're not going to go bowling and then have mahi-mahi. Ooh, I love (laughs) mahi-mahi. But you know, it just, I don't know. I I get your point. It just feels, I don't think it's an excuse. I don't think anyone's going bowling to be like, I really just want to go have a soft pretzel, so I'm going to go bowl. It's like, no, it's just, it just makes more sense to eat I also don't think pretzels at bowling alleys are good. You got to go to a nice venue to get a good venue pretzel. Now, the flip side is, as I said, my hand was just in this dirty ball. I would prefer to eat something with a fork and not use mm. my, not like hold on to fries or nachos. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I think especially post-COVID, it's, that's my pet peeve. My pet peeve or your pet peeve? That's your pet peeve. My pet peeve. My pet okay. peeve is that bucket hat. Are you serious? <laughs> Just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, normally Jasmine says she plays soccer or bitch volleyball, which I think she meant beach volleyball. <laughs> but I was like, when she plays it, it probably is bitch volleyball. So that's probably accurate. I uh, hate beach volleyball. Bitch wedding. <laughs> you hate beach volleyball? I hate any volleyball. I uh, like watching it because my cousin plays it and we strangely follow her around sometimes once a year and watch her play. I used to pretend I was sick when we had to play volleyball in school to the point in high school to the point that my teacher said, if you have to play at least once, you're going to fail gym. So I had to suck it up and play. If you don't play at least once. Yeah. Yeah. It really hurt. It really hurts. Well, you're probably not hitting it correctly. I truly dislike that game. No. Truly. Anyway, uh, Jasmine was pretty good at bowling though. Yeah. Own weird way. I think bowling is fun, but as you said, it's a, those holes scare me because I don't know what's in them. I think I need to be like a well lubricated by all the beers and pretzels to actually do it. I agree. So this makes Jasmine think, well, things have been a little crazy. Gina says things have been a little crazy. Gina says, what about a vacation? You think we should go on a vacation? We're having fun playing we're bowling, but how fun would a vacation be? Yes. And Miami. Miami. We're going to Miami, but Jasmine says, oh, you're speaking my language, baby. That's what's up. She's excited. Well, she says, how about Hawaii? Ooh, too Gina far. Says, no, Miami. But yeah, this is, this is music to her ears. She loves, this is her love language, which yes. is, I think, expensive things. Spend, yeah. mon- spend money on me. That's her love language. Vacations in general, traveling, that's my love language. Yeah. And yours too. You yeah. love traveling. So cut to Miami. Jasmine was dressed for the beach. Gina was dressed for an interview at Staples. She's like a banana. So you get there. She just just peeled herself. She just jumped out of the Michigan clothes. 
soaking up all the sun like a cactus, like a cactus. This cab driver, so... Uber. Jasmine's speaking Spanish with the driver. And the driver's like, yeah, here everyone speaks Spanish. People don't know English. And Jasmine's telling him, she's like, this fucking gringo hasn't hasn't learned anything in three years. It's just not true, though. We're in Miami now. Everyone speaks English. Everyone speaks English. I think a lot of people do speak Spanish as well. It's a t- yeah, it's a huge Spanish-speaking population. But, but I think... I think you need to speak English if you live in the country. Jasmine speaks English, so she shouldn't have to worry about whether she does or does not. I mean, there's probably definitely communities that there are. Speak, speak only Spanish. But there are communities in New York who only speak Czech. Like, there are communities everywhere. I just think it makes your life more difficult. Yeah, but it's just this false promise that, like, yeah, people don't know English here. It's like, yes. Yeah, they, people do. Yes, they do. But so now, of course, Jasmine wants to move to Miami. Yes, because she says it's like the American dream in a Latin American way, whatever that means. Yeah. So they check into the Prime Hotel and Jasmine is immediately missing Panama and her family just by being there, which you think, oh, it's a good thing. We're going to go to Miami. It's going to make you feel like you're at home. But then the whole time you're there, you're like, now I'm homesick. So you can't even enjoy it because you're just homesick. Everything about what you're supposed to enjoy yeah. Makes you sad. And what's up with that skinny pool with the one tiny cabana? I was like, is this a private pool? Is this a lap pool? Is this a hot tub? No, I think it's a, it's a pool for one person. I think it was a boutique hotel, so I don't know how many people actually stay in there mm. at any time, but it was, yeah, it was such a tiny pool. Such a tiny pool. But Jasmine, she's loving it, loving the hotel, loving Miami, loving the pool. But as you said, missing Panama, missing her son. So she asked Gino... Gina, you got to make me a promise that we will bring our kids to the U.S., that it has to be a priority. This is a bad time to make that promise. Why? Make the, have this conversation a year ago. Shouldn't have this been a conversation? Like, why make this promise to me now? It's like, no, make this conversation before there's a proposal, before there's a talk of a wedding. This should be already in the works. There should be a plan for this. Well, I think they, they did talk about it. I just think if you apply for a visa for yourself and your kids, it takes longer. I think the reason or the thing they try to do is like, let's bring her here first and then apply for the kids. No, that all makes sense. But, and I'm not calling Jasmine a bad mom by any means, but she is a little out of her children's lives. And it's more like she gets to Miami and she remembers, oh, yeah, I have this life in Panama. I have these kids in Panama. Miami uh, Miami reminded me of my old life. And now she's like, I feel bad. Gino, promise me that we're going to get them to the States. That's not true. She's been on this season. She's been talking about the kids a lot. Like we've seen her on multiple seasons before. She barely ever mentioned the kids. Like we don't even know she had kids. On true. this season, it's all about the kids, all about being sad. We met her son, all about, hey, let's make sure that we bring them to the U.S. Gino, kids, kids, kids. And so I think maybe something hit her. Some, she realized that, oh, shit, I'm a mom. Maybe she's in a better place now to take care of them. I don't know. I think maybe she didn't, and I respect this, she didn't want to put them on television if this 90 day fiance thing wasn't going to be a thing, but now she's multiple seasons and she knows this is a big part of her life and she's willing to share her entire life for the cameras. Now. I think she did 
want to put the kids on television. I don't think the kids dad maybe wanted. And we've seen it before. Like we've seen let's say Darcy and Stacy, right? Darcy's daughters were on every single season. Stacy's kids didn't appear there until one of them turned 18. Yeah. I think it was the dad's doing. That's a that's a fair point. It's a good guess. So Gina says, of course, we'll look into making that happen now. And then they make this video for Wanse. I guess they want to show him how beautiful Miami is, maybe entice him. He'll, he'll be more willing to move if he knows that America has parts like this. And the video just, this Gina was like making a cameo for his stepson. You mean Hi, Papa Gino? Papa Gino is making, doing like a cameo. Hi, Wanse. Hola. How are you doing? Just like, <laughs> Uh, portate, bien, uh, muchismo. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's just reading flashcards. What was happening here? Was you know, he, he was, he was trying. He was trying. Papa Gino makes me want to have pizza. I don't know why. I think you finally saw a Papa Gino's in real life. Oh, when we were in Connecticut, you saw a Papa Gino's. Oh, you're right. And I said, see, this is what I think you're of right. every you're time right. Jasmine says Papa Gino. Well, let's see. I want to see Jasmine enjoying Miami. Yes. I want to see her doing it in real life. Let's keep our eyes peeled. Ooh. Or Darcy or the Silva sisters. All right. Okay. Well, let's go. You ready to go from Miami to LA? It sounds like a song. Miami, LA. Isn't it like a pitbull song? Miami. Uh, be something. London to uh, be there. Yeah. Eh, speaking of London. Isn't it like the hotel room song? It's a 305. Meet me in a hotel room. No? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways. I love how we always try to puzzle a song together. Sophie and Rob. So, all right, we're picking up. Sophie had just come out to Rob as by. Rob was just sitting there speechless. To me, I feel like he was just running through all the different threesome scenarios in his head. Like, that's <laughs> that's got it. That would be my first. I'm sorry. Call me a perv if you want. That would be my first, I feel like, immediate reaction. It would just open up so many doors. I think for me, if you told me you're bisexual, I, I think... If you told me when we started dating, I think I would want to observe you a little bit mm-hmm. because I think you still, you're bisexual. I think you like both genders, but there's always one you prefer a little more. I don't so know. I would want to make sure that it's me. I, yes, I would want to. That's just my assumption, guys. Don't don't listen to me. That's how I view things, right? I don't think, I think for a lot of people, maybe there's, a, you skew a little bit more towards one, but I'm sure there's people who is completely down the middle. I don't know. Everyone's different. But that's pansexual, isn't it? No. When pans- you're like strictly in the middle and you were just all about a person, not I the think, gender. I think exactly. But bisexual is you're attracted to male and female. Pansexual, I think, is forget gender. It doesn't matter. I'm attracted to all or I'm attracted yeah. to all genders. Right. Yes. So I don't know. We're not the experts on this. Not the experts. But the bottom line is. You're, you are heterosexual. You're attracted to men, but there's billions of men in the world. I'm not worried that you're going to go be with other men just because you're attracted to men in general. You've chosen me and I, I'm confident you'll stay with me. Yeah. And so I think that's what Rob needs to realize is that there are billions of people Sophie's attracted to, whether she's bi or straight. She's chosen you. Well, I truly dislike Rob. We all know that he's Rob the Knob. But I can understand what he's saying because he says he thinks she should have told him when they started dating 
which I agree with. But I also see her point because she says, I didn't know at the time I was trying to figure things out for myself, which of course, that makes sense too. You do things on your own timeline. But for Rob, and this is big because he says, all right, so have you been with a woman? Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't, you might want to explore it. What, what does it put me? What, sure. So are you going to leave me in 10 years because you're going to realize that way I don't want to be with a man? And that's a really great point. I don't think she should marry him or she should be with him. Let's say she does love him, right? Cool. But there's always going to be a part of your life that you're missing. That's I why sometimes, and I know, call me out. I might be wrong. I don't think you should marry a high school sweetheart. I think you should at least bang it out with someone else, date around before you settle down because otherwise you will always wonder, like if you were just with one person your whole life, like from you when you were kids until you die, you will always wonder if there is someone better for you out there. If you don't taste the water. But, uh, but I agree with you. And at the same time, I wholeheartedly disagree with you because hmm. you are saying that you're putting a sexual experience and a relationship on the same level. You're saying Sophie's in a relationship with Rob. There are so many facets to a relationship. You're saying, oh, she should at least sleep with a woman. And so now you're saying, oh, she'll know if she, if she really wants to be with a woman just by sleeping with her. No, that's not Rob. what I'm saying. She would need to be in a relationship. She would need to give herself a chance to date women and be in relationships with women. That's what I was trying to say. I'm not saying she should just bang a woman. I don't think that's going to do should it. You said, oh, you shouldn't marry your high school sweetheart. You should just bang it out with someone else well, at least. Well, I date around. I said date around. You said bang it out. Roll bang it tape. out and date around. <laughs> Both things. You bang, you date, right? But, but that's the difference. It's you, not a, that's not different at all. I think... You need to shop around before you settle on something. If you buy the first thing you see, then it's going to end up being shitty. There are going to be other versions coming out. I, I agree with that. I also think more mentally, you need to, in your mind, know that you experience things. So just that when you lay your head down at night, you go, I've allowed myself the opportunity to check everything I want off my list. So now I can comfortably settle down and choose to be with this one person. 100%. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think she should marry Rob. I think she should break up with you, Rob because he's an op. I think she should try to date a woman or date around. Date women, date men because she's very young and she's never explored. And then once a better man or a woman come along, then she would be ready to settle down if that's what she wants. Let me put it this way, because I think maybe this sums it up more succinctly. I don't think you should marry someone if you have what ifs mm -hmm. still on okay. the table. And Rob's concern is if Sophie marries Rob, she's going to have a, but what if... I want to be with a woman. What if yeah. I'll never know what it's like? What she if will. I would have been happy? Right. So like, yes, maybe you shouldn't marry someone if there's still a bunch of what ifs that need to be answered. Rob and I, I have, I have an actual woman sitting across from me so I can ask her. Rob says most women are attracted to women. Is that true? No, but I think most women can appreciate other women's beauty. Like if I see if I see a woman out there and she's beautiful and I, I found interesting people beautiful. I, I wouldn't go for the Paris Hilton's and be like, oh, she's beautiful. Yes, she is. But I wouldn't call it out necessarily. Yeah, I can appreciate 
beautiful women. I can appreciate style. I like clothes. I like all this. So I can come out and say it without wanting to bang her. So I think and that's that, what he's saying. And maybe. Well, Sophie put the button on it when she said, yes, but not every woman wants to have sex with women. I think that's true. But I, that's the difference. I'm a heterosexual. I can appreciate other beautiful women just by being, oh, look, she's beautiful. Look at her hair. Look at her clothes. She She's nailing it. I am not bisexual that I'm thinking, ooh, like I want to have sex with them. But I think guys are the same. I think we've been socially conditioned to not feel comfortable saying it. Correct. I can 100% walk down the sidewalk and go like, that guy's good looking. And it's the same as what Sophie's saying. Yes. And I, and I guess I'm not attracted to him. I guess that's the wrong word. So I don't know that you would say women are attracted to women. I'm not, I'm not attracted to I'm women not attracted either. to men. This may sound, this may come out like I am, but I can find men attractive. I can look at a man and go like, yeah, that guy's attractive. Yeah, but that's the same for but me. But I don't want to have sex with him or do any. But that's, that's, that's what I'm saying Correct. too. But so I, I'm saying that's not a woman thing. That's a human thing. I think humans can find the, their same sex attractive. I agree. I think we've been conditioned as men to be like, that's gay if you say another man's a trick. It's like, no, why Why is? Why can't I just be like, yeah, that guy has a good look. Or yeah, like- no, totally. I think Rob doesn't isn't defining this correctly because maybe he doesn't want to say it. As you said, there is a certain stigma when guys right. come out and say it, when girls say it, it's okay. So I think that's literally what he's trying to say. But yeah, Sophie says, yes, but I also would want to have sex with them, which brings us back to the fact that she is bisexual. That's the big difference. She said she would have sex with a woman, but not anymore because she's getting married to Rob. Yeah, he says, well, if you want to fuck with a woman, I'm going to fuck woman too. And that's, <laughs> and that's maybe the issue there. Because Sophie's like, absolutely not. You will never bang another girl. And that's the right answer because she's saying she would never bang another yeah. girl, right? She's not, she's not saying I get to bang another girl and you don't. She's saying you're the only person I'm going to bang and I'm going to be the only person you're going to bang. And that's the way the cookie's going to crumble and that should be fine. And that's all Rob should need to hear, right? Yeah. She just wants to be loved, supported and appreciated. That's what she says. And I think that's honest. That's it. Yes. Whether, whether that's how she's going to feel. Again, she's so young. She's that's the, so young. That's that's why I'm saying she should not marry him. She should explore and and kind of figure things out for herself. I would say that if she was a heterosexual woman. I would say, do you really want to get married at 23 yeah, to this guy? For sure. Especially to this guy. So Rob's like, I appreciate you being honest. I appreciate you telling me. But those were words. He, I don't think he actually was totally cool with what he No, learned. he wasn't. But he says, well... I mean, I care about her. We've been in this relationship. So let's see. Let's so see. Let's see. Let's let's buy the ring. But something something cheap, something cheap, some, something very cheap. So romantic <laughs> with the way you go into a jewelry store and just like, uh, this is all too expensive. Not nah, too expensive, too expensive. Like, yeah, he's literally he's like, we're looking for a ring. For rings, but not, not none of these expensive rings, cheap, like some cheap gold. Show me some cheap gold. I would leave. I would, if you and, were Sophie? Yeah. Me I, too. And I'm not counting anyone's money, but I feel like before walking in, they could have discussed and he could have said, hey, like I have $500. Let's look for something in our budget. Let's maybe ask the clerk. You can ask nicely, say, hey, like this is our budget. Show me what you have, right? Not like oh, all these 
expensive ring. I want something super cheap, like cheap gold. It's like that takes away from the whole experience. And Sophie says, I feel so embarrassed. I felt embarrassed for her. There's a way to make a, a ring that costs nothing, uh, something you find or a ring that costs a dollar. There's a way to make that romantic. Of course. Of and course. there's a way to make a $100,000 ring romantic. So the way he's going at this is so wrong and it's going to make Sophie feel devalued. Mm-hmm. It's going to make the relationship feel devalued. And to me, it just showed that he's not okay with what he learned. He's doing, he's going ring shopping because that was on the calendar for the day. That's but not he doesn't, true. But he doesn't want to go ring shopping right now. No, no. No matter if, if, no matter what they discussed, let's say this, the conversation didn't happen, right? He, she didn't tell him she's bisexual. He would still go in and ask for a cheap old, not with that attitude. Cheap, cheap old gold ring. Not with that attitude. He literally was telling the jeweler, he's like, we got 90 days and I'm still finding things out about her. Like that's still living rent free in his head well, that he, she's bisexual is. and he's not okay with it. Correct. But the whole, he would still walk in and ask for the cheapest gold possible. He would still buy the cheapest ring possible, but I think he would still try to be smooth about it. Ooh, he, I don't he, think so. He would be the guy choreographing a dance he, with Tyre. But he's not smooth. That's the thing. He's not smooth. Right. That whole dance was ridiculous. But it was an it attempt was, at it romance. Was It was an attempt at trying to be like, I know I don't got a lot, baby, but this dance is free. But here's the thing. He didn't have to say that. He could have said like, baby, this dance is for you. I No, I don't even think he said I don't have I'm just saying that was the the mindset (laughs) of that was like this, this dance don't cost a thing. Like Mm. it was trying to be smooth on a budget. This jewelry scene was not smooth but it was on a budget and it was because I think he was off put by what he learned and he was just going through the motions and he just wanted to get in and get out and not spend anything, whether it's because he doesn't think the relationship's going to last. So he doesn't want to spend a lot of money or just because he's cheap and doesn't want to spend a lot of money. Either way, this was the opposite of how you want to go ring shopping for your wedding rings. That is true. I think luckily the guy, the clerk found two rings under 500 bucks Yes. Rob is happy. It's cheap enough. They got some free champagne. So let's cheers to that. He apparently didn't even know that the ring goes on the left hand. Yeah. Ridiculous. Although I will say once he put the ring on, he seemed to soften a little bit. Like I think the reality hit him once he tried the ring on mm. and was like, now I see myself as a husband. Did I- it hit you when you tried your ring on? Let me think about it. We went to the jewelry store. Uh, we were looking for something that's matching my engagement ring in a way that doesn't look awkward next to it. Did we even get a booze? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think they offer. I think they did offer us. Yeah. We, we got booze at that same jewelry store when we were running away from the rain one day. Yeah. I think they gave <laughs> us. I don't. I don't think it hit me when I put the ring on because I think it. I think I was aware of what was happening the entire time. When I proposed, mm. when we were setting a date, finding a venue, like the ring was just the next thing to do, but that's because we have a smooth, healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob and Sophie have anything but, and so once he put the ring on, he was like, oh shit, this is real. But I think it softened him and made him realize like, 
I know this is my wife. I'm putting this on to make her my wife. I will be her husband. And for a moment, I think he, he softened. Maybe. He's still a knob. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I think this is a good place to take a break. We will tell you about our sponsors for this episode. And when we come back, whoo, it's, it's our new couple. It's our new, new couple friends. who it is. It's our new friends, Sam and Citra. All right. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. You ready to go do some barbecue in misery? Yeah, let's go to let's go to Brother Luke's, which does sound like a barbecue joint. It does, right? Like Brother, Luke's barbecue. Brother Luke's mm-hmm. Missouri style barbecue. So his parents, their parents are there. We get to meet Mom Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. I don't think the parents are together, however, because he said, "I live with my dad, not I live with my parents." That's a good point. But you don't see- say I live with my dad if your mom lives there too. They seem to get along. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is good. Everyone's there and, and Sam's kind of telling everyone what's going on. I love when he's like, Citrus Dad's a cop, so I'm going to have to mind my P's and Q's and not be a pervert. I don't know what it means <laughs> and I don't think a- I want to. Whether whether your wife's parents are llama technicians or cops, <laughs> don't be a pervert. Yeah, don't be a pervert, please. <laughs> Uh, and then more big news, really the, the biggest news of all is that as soon as dad gets there, he's going to have to convert. They're going to go to a mosque and convert. And Sam's parents didn't know this. This is them finding out. Yes. And mom Didi's concern. She says that you shouldn't marry someone when it comes to like you have to change religions for. This, this, uh, let's just call this, I guess, naive, naivety of the segment. Maybe. It, it is naivety this segment, but I think, as we said before, maybe some structure could help him. Oh, no. I think you can convert if you want to convert. Who cares, parents? They're like, I don't think I don't think you should have to convert to marry someone. Does she even celebrate Christmas? And it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? Wait, they said that? Yes. Ooh, no, no, she does not. This is naivety this segment, and it's like, first of all, let your child, your adult child, he's 30 years old, do what he wants. If he wants to marry someone that is asking him to convert, let's allow him to do that. You don't have to convert Didi, but if it's going to make your son happy, and as Teresa pointed out, which I think is a very wise observation, a little structure, yeah. not pointing fingers at anyone, parents who raised Sam, but he clearly had some struggles he were, did. Were you there to help him? Were you there to support him? Well, we, don't, we don't know. We that. don't know, but I'm saying here's an organization, maybe some guidelines that could help him. So yeah. let's not turn our nose up at that. And not just him converting to Islam. I think the fact that there is a girl involved too, someone he loves, someone who he, someone who he wants to be with, right? Yeah. And but, so yeah. it's it's he's not doing it for fun. He's not doing it because he's doing it for a reason. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, do they celebrate Christmas? No. No, they don't, but you can. You celebrate Christmas with me. Sure. And that's a great point. It's like, make it work for you. Yeah. You can you can celebrate how you want to celebrate. I, I don't think that Christmas is a tenant of Christianity. I don't think any 
good Christian would say, well, I'm a good Christian because I celebrate Christmas. Well, I think some Christians would probably say that. No, I don't think they would. And even if they thought that, I don't think they would say. There are so many other parts of Christianity that are important. And it's not waking up on December 25th and unwrapping presents. No, or or hanging out around the Christmas tree on December 24th. If you're from... If you're from Czech. Um, but DD says, do they celebrate Christmas? And Sam's like... They celebrate something else, uh, Yom, Yom Kippur or something, which <laughs> that's not, swing, that's, and a, swing and a miss, but <laughs> he was in the batter's box. He's not too far off because Muslims do celebrate Ashura. Yeah, but not Yom Kippur. It's not called Yom Kippur, it's, but it's a Jewish holiday. It's a Jewish holiday. Uh, I don't think I have to point that out to our listeners. I think they're well aware. Well, but uh, Ashura, I think that's how you pronounce it, Ashura. Um, it's similar. It is a fasting holiday so i don't know if sam got lucky and just threw out a Wait, celebrate ramadan yes but my point is yom kippur it's the highest of the high holy days it's very serious you fast you fast you fast we don't fast i mean i, I go slow but no you don't no i don't celebrate the religious holidays i'm not a, a practicing jew no, no you don't but we the way we do Christmas, we do some Jewish holidays as a tradition. Say that again so our friends are not confused. The way we do Christmas is that we do Jewish holidays? Yeah. No, we celebrate it's a little a bit. Tradition. We celebrate a little bit of Christmas and a little bit of Hanukkah. Yeah, and then a little bit of, sometimes we do Yom Kippur. I just sometimes make the latkes. That's not Yom Kippur. You fast on Yom Kippur. Oh. We don't, we don't do, pa- I mean, we've gone to Passover. Passover we've yeah. gone to Passover seders. But yeah, we don't, yeah, sometimes make some food. But we don't celebrate it at our home. No, we don't celebrate but we Yom celebrate Yom it as a tradition. We acknowledge it. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Okay. I did make latkes and a that wasn't soup for Passover. on Passover. I think that of was course for, I did. I think it was for Hanukkah. Anyways, my point- I make it for Hanukkah too. My point being, there is a Muslim holiday that has some similar aspects as Yom Kippur. I get that. So I don't know if Sam actually knew that or if it was just a dumb luck that he happened to say Yom Kippur and you could kind of connect the dots to see what he was trying to get at. But either way- there ain't no Christmas, Dee Dee. No Christmas, but doesn't mean that she's gonna boycott Christmas. No. She might end up. She might end up putting the star on the top of the Christmas tree. Maybe she's just gonna love it. She might, yeah. Who knows? Maybe in a year she'll end up converting to Christianity. Who knows? Who knows? So cut to thirteen time zones away. Uh, continuing with naivety, of the segment. I didn't even know there were thirteen time zones. Did you research the time zones, or you're just like doing a hot? Hot gas. It said 13 time zones away. Oh, I missed that. On the super. I missed that. Oh, yeah. I was like, look at you. Like really going <laughs> so, from misery, which is a different time zone than us. So all the way to Indonesia. Citra is with uh, her sister and dad and dad is hot on the conversion. Dad, because, is, dad is the opposite of Didi. Because he says, well, I need to be there. If my, if my daughter is getting married, one thing is that the guy needs to convert to Islam. And the other thing is that I need to be there. Yeah. And here's where I'm not saying I'm going full Didi, but I have my questions. Dad was like, I'm allowing Citra to get married in America because Sam is ready to be Muslim, whether he wants to or not. I'm only on board if he wants to. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, then why would he do it? I guess for love. I guess for love, but it also, to me, it's just, I wouldn't want someone 
in my faith who didn't want to be in my faith. Correct. Right. But I, I want you to, to, if you want to join the faith, join the faith, but be all in and support it and be proud of it. Correct. But I think that's your thing. I think a lot of religious people would want others to take their religion no matter what. I guess so. I guess so. Cut back 13 time zones the other way. <laughs> and we learned some more news about our friend Sam. Oh, yeah. So he says, well, when Citrus Dad comes, I need to make him feel comfortable because uh, he needs to give us his blessing, do the whole conversion. Plus, there's this one little thing that um, I didn't like fully tell Citra. Long story short, I just got arrested uh, recently, and here is why. So here's the thing. I can... This story adds up. To me, this story adds up. So... Yes, the stories add up, but before we get in, I'm, I'm going to ask a question that maybe it's not right for me to ask, but I just truly don't know the answer. So maybe you okay. do, right? He says he's been clean for 10 years, right? Yeah. For me, when someone says I'm clean, it means that you've gone through a lot to become clean and I'm a former smoker. I don't smoke anymore. Like, yes, I've had a few cigarettes over the past eight years, but I don't have the need to keep taking nicotine, doing nicotine patches and chewing gums after I have a cigarette, right? Okay. For him, it seems if he's taking Suboxone, would that means that he's still getting over the addiction because that's a drug, that's an opioid drug that helps with addiction. And he said it happened recently. Yeah, but Suboxone. That he's not off of it fully. He he's, is still dealing with his drug addiction. No, he's he's... Suboxone is like a long-term treatment. It's not something you just take for three months after you're to quit heroin. Correct, but you don't take it for 10 years. I don't think so. I think yeah, eventually- no, you can take it for years. Really, but it's an opioid drug. That means that you still have a certain level of addiction if you can get off of it for years, for yeah. 10 years. And again, I'm speaking from a place of zero knowledge, right? Uh, I'm asking we're continuing you. with naivety the second. It's not naivety. I have valid questions that some of our friends might have too. Yeah. No, you, as far as I know, and again, I don't know how long is too long or if there is such a thing as too long, but it's not a short term solution. Well, well, here's the thing, and I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. He says, and I quote, I started seeing a Suboxone doctor in 2022. Mm -hmm. That's freaking last year. And he says, it's an opioid drug that helps with addiction. And when I was on a business trip recently with my coworker, we got pulled over and they found it without a prescription bottle. So I got arrested. If he said, I recently started seeing a Suboxone doctor, that means that he's not on it for 10 years. He's on it for now. He just started because I think he ended up having Mm. issues with his addiction again. Yeah. And again, I don't know. I know you can, you take Suboxone for, it's not just like, yeah, you take it for, it's not like antibiotics. It's not like you take it for 10 days and you're good. You take it for no, months no, no, or a no, year. No, but he just started. That's my point. He, Interesting. It's not like, oh, I started taking Suboxone in 2010. I'm still dealing with this because it helps me. He just started. And I think, as he said, he had a few relapses mm-hmm. and I think he was having a hard time to get over it. But here's the biggest thing, right? How did she get the K-1 visa? I think mm-hmm. you they pull all your criminal records. Everything goes in. I'm very curious to see how she got 
how he got the K-1 approved. Well, so when he got arrested, he said the judge offered a subversion program. Yes. So he took tests, classes. He didn't go to jail. So I don't know if that affects the record somehow, if it's like cleared from the record. Well, he didn't go to jail yet because yet. he says, I got offered the diversion program. However, I missed the deadline for the application. So he hasn't even done anything yet. He was supposed to apply for this diversion program because the judge granted it for him. He failed to apply. Yeah. So now... He may go to jail. Yeah, and that's what Citra doesn't know about. Citra does know about the arrest, but yeah. doesn't know about missing the deadline, which means possible jail time. Yes, and he doesn't want to tell her now because he's worried she wouldn't come. Bro, bad move. That's something she should know before she makes the trip over 13 time zones. Well, it's something you should know. Are you going to go to jail? Yeah. Right before you... Bring your fiance over. I would want to know that. Oh my gosh! I, I would. Yeah. I already feel bad for her yeah. because that's that's tough. Well, the day is here. It's time for Citra to travel to America, and so we see Sam getting the house ready, cleaning up, wearing his batik, the shirt that Citra gave him. Yeah, it doesn't look bad on him. That doesn't look bad. The vision poster. That he has on his wall. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I don't know where he got that from, like the bookstore in fifth grade. Well, he's cleaning because he says she is a germaphobe and clean freak and I'm not. Mm -hmm. so he's sweeping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he says, well, I'm horny as fuck because we haven't banged yet. Oh, it's boy. been two years. I don't even know if there's going to be any attraction. Well, let's cut to the airport and find out. We see Citra. She's nervous, hands shaking. She feels like she has to poop. <laughs> TMI. He brought a bouquet. Nice. Nice. She comes around the corner. They run into each other's arms. He tries to spin her, but he doesn't have enough muscles. Yeah. And 14 days to wed. Yes. That's what I keep forgetting with this couple is it is 14 day fiance. Yeah. Did, did, did it say it on TV? 14 days to wed? Maybe, or maybe I just put that in my notes. Um, but either way, we know because dad's coming. They're going to get married within two weeks because dad's well, got to. Or are they? Or are they? But also the 14 days may work in Sam's favor because he may be going to jail in 15 days. So maybe Ooh. get married before he's got to go to the clink. Well, hopefully, hopefully he won't. And if he does, she needs to go back home. Prison Sam. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst part about prison? Prison Sam. The Dementors. The Dementors. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on? Let's move on to someone who just needs to call it quits. Call it quits, Nikki. Nikki and Justin, because I'm already, I like watching them. I like the storyline, I guess, but I'm already upset because this is 90 Day OG. They're still in Moldova and they're still not breaking up. They're on the verge. Yeah. They're still not calling it quits. He doesn't seem to be going to America anytime soon. They need to. One of them need to do something, whether you go to the U.S. or you break up because this is the OG. Here's because he, I keep asking myself in these circumstances when we see these situations, why? What are you fighting for? What is keeping you together? Like, don't you realize that this is not going to work out? And it breaks my heart because Nikki tells the camera people like me don't have many options especially with a good-looking person. 
And that says it all to me. It, well, it, say, it says a couple of things, but she feels like this is all, this is my only chance at happiness. She values looks, which it'd be a lie to say that we as humans don't. So you can't fault her for saying like, well, just find someone you're not attracted to who loves you for you. It's like, no, she wants to be attracted to the person. She wants a good looking person. So we can't fault her for that. But when she says people like me don't have many options, especially a good looking person, she, she's allowing herself to be emotionally abused because she feels like she's got no other choice. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Justin, however, doesn't also seem to want to call it quits. I don't know why. Because let's say he did. This is a way out for him. Easy way out. She gets pissed. She storms off. He can just be like, all right, well, this is it, right? I, I'm curious to know how they ended up on 90 Day Fiance because we talked about not wanting to look bad, not wanting to hurt someone's feelings when we talked about maths the other day. Now, Justin may not want to come across as transphobic or come across as someone who will hurt Nikki. So on the surface, on TV, he wants to play the game. I don't think so because he's not playing the game well. He makes comments all the time that I don't even think he's aware of how it sounds in America. I think in Moldova, it's fine. I don't think he knows how woke America is. Yeah, but I also blame and you blame a lot of it on his English. And some of the things he says, it sounds, I think, maybe worse or it doesn't come out as he's intending because of his English. Correct, but still, let's say if, if, if you're dating a trans woman in the U.S. and you are an English speaker, you're not going to really tell them on camera, oh, yeah, your moves are too masculine. You scare me. You're like, you need to dial back no, and be less wouldn't. of a man. Like you, No one would ever come out and say it. But that's where I'm saying I think it's the language barrier. It I think could be, but I also I don't think he's trying to save his ass and how he looks on TV, what he says. I think he says how he actually feels using whatever English words he possibly can. Yeah. So there is no sugarcoating, but I don't think... Somehow I do think that he loves her for whatever reason it is. I think he loves her as a person. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if he is attracted to her. I think he is attracted to her to the way she looks, but then he thinks about it, it scares him, he has an issue with it. But I think there is a love for her as a human being taking gender out of it. I agree. And then just to go back to her quote again, people like me don't have many options, especially with a good looking person. I think the reason she is allowing herself to be treated the way Justin is treating her is because he's a good looking person. It's so clear here when she when she highlights the fact in that statement that especially with a good looking person, she's giving him so much leeway to treat her how he treats her because he is a good looking person. True, but she's all about her looks and unfortunately, true. true. This is what it is. And so I was expecting she kind of runs off and I thought, "All right, this is it." We have a new couple. They're going to call, they're calling it quits, right? It's mm -hmm. the 90 day OG. She needs to go back, but no, they're just leaving the winery. She says, let's go back to your house. I I'll need to think about it. So she's still staying. What's up with that? 
because again, he's good looking. She's going to put up with a lot because he's good looking. And he does keep saying what she needs to hear. I want to be with you. I love you. I feel like an asshole. So again, she's, she's Gino 2.0. She's the cat with nine lives or Justin's the cat with nine lives. They fuck up. They get back together. But that's not my point. My point is why are they all 90 days OG? Uh, I don't know. Call TLC. This is, if this was before 90 days, sure. I'm all for it. It makes sense. This is 90 day OG and they're still in Moldova and no one's going to America anytime soon, whether it's her alone or her with Justin. They're going back to his apartment. Well, I don't know that 90 day OG means they have to. Yes, they do. That's why they have all the other spinoffs. Why would you have spinoffs? 90 day OG means foreigners coming to America. You live in America now. You're getting married in America. That's the 90 day OG. 90 day OG is getting married with the intention of living in America. No, it's getting married in America. No, no. Before the 90 day is, oh, let's, stay, let's test the waters True. before. And then 90 day the other way is foreigners going to the other countries marrying there. True. So okay. it's the wrong show. All right. Well, I have enough to get upset about. I'm not going to get upset about the, the the country we're filming in. True. Are you ready to go to our next couple? Yes. Let's go to Nick and Devin. All right. Devin's dad has a great idea. He's like, okay, I got to talk to Nick man to man. So what, what can we do? Like, <laughs> Should we like go to a bar, get a beer, sit down? No, let's clean a boat. Let's clean a L- boat. Let's clean this old ass boat. Mm-hmm. Like man to man with a man. Yeah. And the whole conversation is obviously about respect, right? They witnessed how Nick speaks to their daughter well, and they're not happy. Well, he brings up the chick, the, not the chicken fry. That's the, that's the song. Uh, the fish fry. It's fish fry. They say fish fry. Well, that's I'm, an accent. You know I'm doing the accent, right? Oh. Seriously. I, Seriously. <laughs> I have I have one I have one word that I know in the accent. Okay. You're taking it away from me. All right, fish Instantly. fry. The fish fry. Okay, the fish fry. Um and specifically uh, Nick's thoughts on Americans and how Nick sees Americans as overweight. And the fact that he keeps calling Devin piggy, but she doesn't like it. And the way he says it, he says, well, I think she's bothered by it, but by now she's probably used to it. That, that, that's not a good thing. Speaking of names, nicknames, I just realized it's Kevin and daughter Devin. Hmm. Okay. Why not? I don't know. Kevin and Devin. Yeah. Kevin and Devin. Anyways, um, so Kevin asks if Nick knows that the nickname bothers Devin and oh, this poor guy. I mean, he's like, well, it bothered her at first, but I think she's used to it now because I kept saying it. Like he thinks that is a good excuse and that makes everything better. So she hated it. She was bothered by it, but you kept saying it. That's your defense. It's like, well, I just beat her down so much that she just lets me do it now. Because I don't think he fully understands how it sounds. I don't think he fully understands how bad it actually sounds, especially in America, because we are so woke and afraid of basically anything and everything, right? Nothing is a joke anymore. Right. Everything is very serious. Calling someone a piggy. You're literally saying that you're fat. So here's, it's sort of my defense a lot of the time is the intention. And so 
does Devin, does Devin want, or sorry, does Nick want Devin to lose weight? Like, does he have targets for Devin the way Sarper has targets? For I don't sure? think he does. Because if he's, if he loves how Devin is and doesn't want her to change at all and he just calls her piggy because that's what he sees and that's what he loves, it's still not good, especially if Devin doesn't want it and Devin doesn't approve of the nickname. It's still not good. But for some reason, I can swallow it a little bit easier. If he's calling her piggy as a way to point out that he thinks she could lose weight or looks like a pig or is a fat American, as he says, then that's a real issue. So what is his intention and what is he hoping for when he says that? I don't think he wants her to lose weight or anything. I think he likes her the way she is. His mom, I think the way he describes her might sound weird or bigger than she is. And she's not big. But when she met his parents, his mom says, oh, she's not big. Right. So I think maybe, you know, what? let me take it back. Maybe he does know how piggy sounds because I think him calling her a piggy, maybe in front of his parents too, they thought she looks a certain way that she doesn't. Oh, he totally, he used it in reference to, yeah, she always eats fast food. She's a piggy. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm still going to go back to the fact that he doesn't know how bad it sounds in English, like in, in America. I accept that and I agree with that. But also I think it's important to know whether or not he wants her to lose weight or not. Like my parents sometimes call me a pig, but okay. let's say it's, it's in a, in a way that let's say you eat something, you drop something on your shirt. Sure. That's, that's, you are a pig. Or, or you, we say like, oh, you're pigging out. Like if, if I went to a buffet and I just got everything, like I'm pigging out today. Oh, just, I've never heard that. It has nothing to do with me as a person, but the way I'm acting or the, mm. the, yeah, the way I'm eating in that moment, I'm, I'm being a pig. But your permanent nickname being Piggy is a completely different thing. And I'm just curious the context of it, what he's thinking, what he wants out of it, what he expects of Devin, because that that would shed a lot of light on how malicious this nickname actually is. Yeah, but I don't think he's coming from a malicious way. I hope not. And she still wants to marry him because she ordered a custom South Korean dress. A handbook. Yes, because she, Nick is going to wear a custom male wedding dress, wedding outfit. Okay. And so she wants to represent his culture too. A man back. I love that. Well, here's the issue. She took it out of the box, fits her well, it looks beautiful, but it has a little gold details and Devin hates gold. Yeah. She hates it. And I totally see the type of a person she is. She's very quiet, very reserved, very introverted. But if she doesn't like something, that's it. I'm starting to feel bad for her. Like she, to me, she feels like she's being held mentally captive or something. Like she's been brainwashed. But not by him. I don't know by who. But it almost feels like she can't act on her own accord. Like even when they, they go dress shopping. Right? Well, well, okay. I just think it's her personality and her mom keeps saying that too. I think she I think she likes Nick a lot. I think that was her idea to get a nice custom Korean dress because she wants to support his culture, right? But it's not what she wanted. There is a some there is a little issue with it. It has the gold, right? For her, that's the end of the world. And when mom says, All right, well, I'll find a seamstress. She may fix it, but I'm not sure if she can get it done in time. Let's get a backup dress, right? 
for her, that sounds horrible because she's like, I don't want a backup dress. I don't want to be here. I don't want to shop for something I don't want to do. Okay, I guess because what stuck out to me was when they were at the dress shop, Devin didn't even speak. Devin didn't even speak to the sales associate. Mom had to be like, hey, we're here to look for wedding dresses, maybe a size six, maybe a size eight. And you'd think if you went to a wedding dress shop for your wedding dress, you would speak. Correct. But again, I think Devin really wanted to wear this beautiful South Korean dress. The handbag. The handbag. Yeah. It came, it fits, but it doesn't look the way she wanted it. And now she's upset because that's what she wants to wear on her wedding day. She doesn't want to wear an American wedding dress. She doesn't want to have a backup dress. She doesn't want to shop for a backup dress. She wants her dress to be perfect. What I'm going to say about it is that, dude, when you bought it, didn't you see that it's gold? Right. Or did they send you the wrong item? Right. Right. Or did Nick's mom pick it for you, didn't tell you that it has gold? I don't know what the issue was there, but I think she's upset because she wants it. That's what she wants to wear. She wants to represent his culture. And now there is a potential that she may not. And I think she's just overwhelmed. Yeah. She ends up trying on the the traditional American wedding dress and wasn't loving it. So she goes to change out of it and just starts bawling. Yeah. And we see the sales associate run out, get mom, tell mom what's going on. Devin's like, I don't want to talk. She takes her mic off and she just hands it to yeah. her mom outside the drill. Like she's very distraught. There's I there's just something going on. There's something more going on. There I has to be. I don't think so. I think that's her personality. I think she had her mindset on one thing. I don't think she's the type of a girl who was planning her wedding her whole life, right? But she found a man, it's happening, that's what she wanted to do, and she may not end up doing but it. Buy a damn backup dress. It's not preventing you buying a backup dress is not telling who's ever working on the handbook like hey take your time if, if you can't get it done it's all right we have a backup you'll still you're still getting the dress tailored but just in case you have some a backup you just buy the backup and you throw it in the closet and you hope you don't have to wear it sure you don't need to cry about it and take your mic off and something else is going but on that's her personality something else is going on well maybe maybe we'll find out next time all right, last couple. Last but not least, let's look at all these all these goats. Shout out to the llama technician. Yes. <laughs> what so an occupation. Clayton truly, truly wants to bang. Like he wants to bang so bad mm-hmm. that his plan is to show her, like do like a Peruvian day. Let's start with the, all the animals, like yeah. the llamas, the alpacas, and then he's going to take her to a Peruvian restaurant hoping they will end today with some Peruvian sex. Hello. Uh, we meet Iggy Pop, one of the llamas. <laughs> Annalie got to feed Iggy Pop a carrot and then does like a llama kiss where she like Lady in the Tramps a carrot with Iggy Pop. Yeah, I'm not sure if I would do that. Uh, if I was Clayton, I'd be jealous. I mean, she, Iggy Pop and, and Annalie are getting more intimate than he has with well, her. That's a good point. <laughs> the, the llama technician says... Annalie, I heard that you are from Peru and we have all these beautiful llamas so they make they can make you feel like home, right? Beautiful. Annalie looks at the camera and says, these animals that live in the mountains, I live on the coast. They don't make me feel anything. <laughs> I don't specific. like her. Very specific. Look, look at these beautiful, look at these beautiful animals. Not yeah. the goats, the llamas. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that didn't work too well, I guess, but let's go to a, a Latin restaurant. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of the goats, they're attacking Clayton. 
Oh. Proving my point about goats. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Can't trust a goat. You cannot trust a goat. <laughs> so, okay. Latin restaurant. A lot of bathroom talk this episode, whether it's the bowling alley uh. or the Latin restaurant. We learn Clayton spends a lot of time in the bathroom due to his burger diet. Well, he doesn't have the best diet. I don't think his diet includes a little fiber. So when he needs to shake it off, takes him about an hour. That's very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. The hemorrhoids on this guy. Um, So here's the real issue. When Clayton isn't in the bathroom, he's he's in his room playing games. Yes. And she says, well, our living situation with your mom, we don't have any privacy. And Clayton looks at her and says, oh, for intimacy, you mean? And she's like, no, dude, in general, this mom to chihuahuas to guinea pigs, your computer or your online friends. Like we have no privacy. Mm-hmm. This guy is all blue balls right Ooh, now. Yeah. So he's like, well, uh, I got, uh, I got my friends are, uh, they're all online. Cause Annalie's like, well, we should go out and be social and meet your friends. He's like, they're all online. And Annalie's like, so you've never met your friends. And Clayton says, well, my best friend of 10 years, yeah, I've never met him in person. And that's that's concerning to Annalie because she thought, oh, I'm going to come to America. We're going to do fun stuff, meet other couples, couple hangouts, couple but, dates. I mean, think about it. You are in this claustrophobic one bedroom with closet mom. And you think your only respite, your only escape would be, well, let's go out with your friends. Oh, yeah. Let's get out of this place. There's 19 guinea pigs running around. Your mom's in a closet. The place stinks. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to be in my room playing games. I don't have any friends here. They're all online. Yeah. And we see the reality of it because they're back home. She's cleaning around all the, you, you cannot even clean that apartment. It's so clustered. Yeah. There's things everywhere. The chihuahuas, the guinea pigs. And they're actually fine. It's all the mom's stuff. And then we go to Clayton's room and he's just playing video games. And I think that's literally what he does all the time. I can't imagine if you, if I, if you came from Czech and I was like, I'm going to be in my room playing games. Like make yourself at home. No. That, she just moved from a different country to be with you. And you're in your room playing video games. Yeah, that's not good. And that's, you want to bang well, show a little romance, mm-hmm. you know, wine and dine, your lady. Very true. And I'm glad she speaks up about this because she goes to his room and says, but you're playing video games all the time. And I'm nervous about this. I'm nervous because I want to see you interacting with your friends. Like, why don't we go and actually see your friend so you mm-hmm. can meet him for the first time. You can ask him to be your best man. Mm-hmm. I want to, because she wants to see how he interacts with other people, which is a great point. Oh, Yeah. And selfishly, she wants to get out of the house and probably go oh, yeah. to California. And, and, and he says, well, they live in Kentucky. He lives in San Diego. It's one flight. Yeah. Maybe two. It's not that far. No. No, you can do it. I think Annalie will be a good influence on Clayton because so many 90 dayers, they try to isolate their partners. Yeah. They're like, okay, you're done going out. You're done hanging with your friends. All your mm-hmm. time needs to be with me. Uh, Jabreen Miona, right? Oh, like, yeah. Enough with the band. She wants him to go meet his friends in real life. She wants him to get out there and have a best man and have friends at the wedding. So it's like she's the opposite. Well, as you said, I also think she wants to get out of the apartment. For sure. Yeah. And so they'll go. But Clayton says, well, I'm nervous to meet him because we're friends online, best friends. But the real life is different. 
And that's... Yeah, after 10 years. That's meeting. concerning to me that he said it. Why? I mean... Because he... he does he have social skills? And here's, here's what I'm going to say. I think he has a decent sense of humor because they both kind of make little jabs at each other. So I think he can be social. Yeah. I think he can function well in society. He's just afraid of it. Yeah, everything has been online. He met Anna Lee online. His job is online. Yeah. His friends are online. But he needs to unplug. He needs to unplug. All that said, he does seem pretty well adapted yeah. to the real world. Well, well, we'll see. I'm very curious to see them in San Diego, and I'm hoping that we'll see it next time. Yeah. All right. Oof. That's the episode. What an episode. What an episode. I, I'm loving this. All I'm going to say is that Nikki and Justin, they either need to break up. She needs to go to the U.S. or they need to get uber serious and they both need to go to the U.S. Because this is the OG bitches, babies, All right. babies. All right, babies. Uh, <laughs> thank you, babies, for listening. Uh, if you guys want to hear more, we're on the Patreon. We're on the Patreon talking about the other way. Patreon.com slash Married Through Audio. Also on Supercast, MarriedThroughAudio.Supercast.com. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Married Through Audio Pod. We do memes. We update you guys with news, schedules, and we can chat with you over there. So check it out. Yes. Also... Make sure you're following the podcast. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot. Yes, the beautiful review from Awesome Bruce. Thank you, Awesome Bruce. Thank you so much. Awesome review. So if you haven't left a review, tis the season to spread some joy, share some love. Leave us a review. If you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on this podcast right here. Yes. All right, that is it. Happy Hanukkah to my Happy Jewish Hanukkah, friends. Happy Hanukkah, guys. Um, that's it. We don't celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Hanukkah. Yes, and we do celebrate Christmas when it comes. I was just talking to Didi. Oh. <laughs> all right, that's it. I've said it all. I've said it all. Means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.